0: You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta back for another episode the charlotte hornets 2023 2024 season schedule released today if you're hearing this now it's it it released yesterday by the time you're hearing this right but i just want to get into some high points my biggest takeaways from after viewing the charlotte hornets schedule i also want to talk in season tournament. I know there's been a lot of debate surrounding this. Is it good for the league? Is it bad? Is it good for fans? Will fans be enticed and interested in the product? Have to get my takes on that to you guys. And then also, but first, let's start off with the 2023 2024 schedule. Some of my biggest takeaways. So after looking at the schedule, first big takeaway, minus the two slots that they have open for knockout rounds of the in-season tournament slash regular season game should you know your team not advance essentially into the tournament or deeper into the tournament. I had the Charlotte Hornets at 36 wins. Withstanding those two games because in season tournament games do count, we'll get into that in just a moment. But that's where I have the Hornets right now. Looking at the schedule, biggest takeaways 36 wins is where I'm at. Obviously, you can see some swing games going either direction where you know that could climb to 38, 39, 40 depending upon, you know, health depending upon, you know, what's going on with the opposing team at the time, different things. I did not cross reference every other team that we're playing to see if they're on the, you know, second end of a back-to-back. I did not do that. I did <laughs> I I think I counted just about every back-to-back as a loss, which Will not happen, but also not every front end of a back-to-back will result in a win, which I did not do that, depending upon the matchup, the location, uh, different things such as that. But I do believe I counted 10 or 11 out of the 12 back-to-backs for Charlotte as losses. If the Charlotte Hornets can just pull off a couple of those, and then you win against a couple good teams that maybe you're not like I counted all 76ers games as losses. Charlotte Hornets have not had any success in that area. There's no reason for me to believe that this is the year that the Charlotte Hornets break through and, you know, beat the 76ers with a healthy Joel Embiid. Um, they had they put up a good fight this past season when they faced the 76ers. Without everybody, it seemed like, right? But I did not count any of those as wins. Um and then there were some other teams as well that I looked at and I was like, eh, you know, could they beat that team? Of course. Will they? I'm not so sure. So just off the jump off the top, I'm looking at 36 wins that could possibly grow to 40. I think that's where most people have them other than Vegas, apparently who has them at 31 and a half currently, or the last time I checked, uh, that should be well over that number. The other biggest takeaway, and many people have highlighted this is how the season starts for the Charlotte Hornets. And so First game of the season against the Atlanta Hawks at home. Three games to start off at home against Atlanta on October the 25th, followed up by Detroit and Brooklyn. So three home games to start. It is then followed by three away games, so a little mini road trip, which is the NBA scheduling master. I mean, you go to Houston, and then you go up to Indiana, and then you come back down to Dallas. Like, I mean, I know that you have multiple different teams and they have different things going on, but to hit up Houston, go up to Indy, and then come back down to Dallas, that just that doesn't seem right. Um, I have actually – I actually have Dallas's the Hornets's first loss on the season. I have the Charlotte Hornets – Starting the season 5-0, and oh, which would be the greatest start in franchise history. But then I'll only have them at 36 wins on this season. Possibly 37-38. Don't know about the play-in. Or the possible if we get knocked out of, or not the play-in, the in-season tournament, and if we get knocked out of the in-season tournament, what the other games are. But great start for the Hornets. And honestly, when I'm looking at this schedule, 18, the first 18 games prior to the knockout rounds of the in-season tournament. The Charlotte Hornets, if you remove the Brooklyn Nets, whom last year, post-trade deadline, went 12-15 and and then were swept in the first round of the playoffs. Now, the Nets did some good things down the stretch without KD, without Kyrie. All right. But they were propped up in the season by Kyrie, KD, and Co. There in Brooklyn. Posting twelve and fifteen after the trade deadline. I did not count them in this number. But the Charlotte Hornets have a an extremely favorable schedule to begin the season. And this comes with Miles Bridges being out the first 10 games due to his suspension. And so the fact that the Charlotte Hornets, if you just look at the first 18 games, okay, the first 18, you only have eight matchups against playoff teams from a year ago. That's it. If you take the Nets out, you only have eight matchups against playoff teams. and. The Knicks don't scare you. The Atlanta Hawks don't scare you, not to me at least. Those aren't teams where they're the top of the league, right? Now, you do have Milwaukee. You do have Miami. You do have Boston. But those are the only three teams that really scare you. Maybe Dallas at Dallas. um, I do have that as a loss. It's the first back-to-back. It's on the second end of the back-to-back coming uh, off of the indie game. And so you do have some a, a few big teams there. In Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. You do have Dallas on the second end of a back back-and-back in Dallas. Outside of that, you aren't fearful of any of these other teams. Your Minnesota, no. The Charlotte Hornets own the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't care how good the Timberwolves have been here recently. The Charlotte Hornets play well against them. And that even goes for the Milwaukee Bucks. And so if you want to start going into in-season talk, the in-season tournament, call me crazy. I'm going to get to that in a second, actually, because I want to cover just a few more things in this schedule. But the Charlotte Hornets have fared extremely well against the Milwaukee Bucks in recent years. That's at home. You get Miami at home as well. You get Boston at home, you get Houston on the road, Indiana on the road, Dallas on the road, Washington, Knicks, Magic, Knicks again, and the Nets on the road. None of those are just crazy. You're not playing the best teams on the road. You have your majority of games at home. Even when you do play good teams, the top echelon, you're at home. Now, when you play Boston in Spectrum Center, is it really a home game for the Hornets? Not necessarily. It hasn't really been that way. Not in recent years. When you play New York at home in Spectrum Center, has that really been a home game in recent years? Not really. But you don't have to go to the Garden, right? You don't have to go up to Boston. So, you do get these games at home. You get Washington numerous times. You get Brooklyn numerous times. I mean, this thing really did fall really well for the Hornets at the beginning of the season. In those first 10 games, I really want to see the Hornets go uh, seven and three, would be stupendous. If they go six and four, I think that's. Still a win without Miles Bridges. We don't know what's going to happen with P.J. Washington. He's still asking for 20 mil a a year. The Hornets uh, reportedly haven't even been touching 15, 16 mil, let alone 20. So could very well see that head towards a sign-and-trade with an opposing team. But the Charlotte Hornets' beginning of their season looks good. It's favorable. You're playing against beatable teams, even though you're going to be missing a vital piece of your roster. The Charlotte Hornets have to take advantage of the beginning of the season. They just do. Because once you arrive to the day after Christmas, my birthday actually, December 26th, brutal road trip. Absolutely brutal. Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Nuggets, Kings, Bulls. And you're on the road from December 26th to January the 5th. I don't know if the Hornets win one of those. I mean, you hope that they can pull off two. I think think any Hornets fan, they look at that number right there, that road trip, if the Hornets could beat the Kings and the Bulls, Or maybe they could stun the Clippers on the front end and then maybe beat the Bulls on the back end or maybe the Kings, something along that. If they can steal two out of those six, I think that's a win. Just two. Because that's tough. Looking at the remainder of the schedule, the Hornets have eight straight home games. They have a nice little home stand. Uh, Not little. It's actually pretty big at the end of March through early April, and this is where teams are really going to be jockeying for position. If the Charlotte Hornets are – if they are in the realm in which I believe they will be this season in that play-in discussion, those games are going to be vital down the stretch. Eight straight home games. You have Cleveland, Golden State, Clippers, Boston, Portland, Orlando, OKC, Dallas. Now, you play some pretty big hitters – In the Cavs, in the Warriors, you have the Celtics there, you have the Mavs, you play some pretty good teams. The Charlotte Hornets are going to have to hold down home court during that time in order to truly make a push for the playoffs, whether that be through the play-in or even even if they overachieve and they win more than what I'm thinking they are currently. That's going to be important, and so the beginning of the season and the end, that's what's going to tell the story, I believe, for the Hornets because I think the middle is going to go 50-50, maybe even 45-55 in a negative way for the Hornets, and so I believe the beginning of the season is going to be essential and then that late-season homestand. That's where the Hornets are really going to have to make up their ground. They finished the season on a three-game uh, road trip at the Hawks, at Boston, at Cleveland. That's not going to be easy. I w- you really hope that they don't get to those final three games and have to win two of them because I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, maybe if Cleveland and Boston have already, you know, locked in their seed, they sit some guys, um, maybe. Then that could break for the Hornets, who I think will be vying for 8, 9, 10 seed in the East. But that's where it's going to lie. And so schedule release day, a lot of – you already know who's playing beforehand. Uh, you know who you're going to get. You know you're getting every team at least twice, divisional rivals and teams four times, different things like that. But I was I, I found myself being more excited today because you get to see actual dates, you get to see times, you get to see those back to backs, you get to see the road trips, you get to see the homestands, you get to see the weekend games and you know, possible road trips that you could make for teams. I put put out a tweet today asking all Hornets fans where they are and, you know, do they get excited on schedule release day to see where the team's coming? Uh, you know at certain points of the year because we got a lot of Hornets fans, you know, around the U S in different parts, in different States and different cities. And so that's always fun. I found myself being more excited than I thought I would be today. And it's because when you get this, it's official. It's like, okay, the next season is upon us. Like we've made it through most of the off season. The Hornets still have some big moves to make. Some big decisions coming their way, but you are inching closer and closer towards the season once you receive those schedule releases. Top schedule releases, I have to say, the videos, Chicago Bulls, Pokemon theme, they killed it. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, they copied the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it was good. Uh, it had some, you know, plagiarism vibes to it doesn't mean that it wasn't good. It's just the Titans, that was phenomenal, what the Tennessee Titans did. Um, And so the Nets copying them, yeah, it was good. Uh, But, you know, one of those things where originality wins out, and I think the Nets got to be docked a few points. Uh, the hornets i like i liked theirs uh kind of retro music theme going with the whole 35 years in the making history of the hornets 80s 90s 2000s 2010s now cu- current day 2020s hornets uh had the j cole you know song in the background part owner of the charlotte hornets minority owner uh had to feature him del curry we saw him raymond felton in the you know, someone was rocking the Raymond Felton Bobcats jersey, even had it on backwards with Felton showing on the front instead of the Bobcats on the back. Um, was that alluding to a possible throwback Bobcats jersey this year? I was never a fan. Um, like, just give me more Hornets throwbacks, right? I know at some point, I know some of you listening, you're like, you were. Huge Bobcats fans. Some of you became Charlotte basketball fans in the pop in the Bobcat age, right? And then the team switched the name on you to the Hornets, and you're like, but I, I was a Bobcat guy, right? No, not for me, right? Um I know it's coming at some point. I'm not looking forward to it, though, really, right? Because I I'm just not. The colors, I, I, I think the Bobcats just overall, if you just take in all aspects, that was one of the worst like marketing designs and ideas, colorways, the name, I mean, all of the effort and energy that went into it, I didn't like any of it, like none, I, the best thing they did was try to incorporate the old-school Hornets like pinstripes in the jersey. Um, that was the best thing that the Bobcats did. The colors were terrible. Naming the team after the owner, terrible. The mascot, Rufus, terrible. The on-court product, terrible. I mean, you have the worst record in NBA history. It's just – it was. it's not a time that I really want to – live, you know, like there wasn't a lot of connection because the Hornets left and you're like trying to piece it together. You're like, I, I, I guess this is my new team, but you're still kind of keeping an eye on the Hornets in new Orleans because, or at least, you know, little Hornets lead was and little hive hoops was, that's what I was doing. I was keeping one eye on the Hornets. Cause like, that was my team. Those were my guys, Jamal Mashburn and Baron Davis you know, PJ Brown and, you know, McGlore and all of those guys. Those were my, those were my players. And now they're playing in a different city. And then they just brought in the new guys, this new team, new franchise. I just, I know it's coming at some point. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to it. I know some of you are, I get that. That's fine. Not me, not me whatsoever. Um, in season tournament i think we can i think we can move on in this thing i really do you get the wizards on the road who cares if you want to play on the road anywhere set me up in the nation's capital playing against arguably what's going to be the worst team in the league i don't think that the wizards are going to surprise anybody uh that would be one team that i would hammer the under on I don't even know. I, I think it's 26 and a half. I do not believe that they will reach that. I think the Wizards, I don't think that they reach 20. I just don't. I don't think the Wizards reach 20 wins this season. Um. That should be a win. That has to be a win for the Hornets. When you play the Wizards this season, it has to be a win. And the fact that you get them in the in-season tournament, uh, I think that bodes well for you. Miami and Milwaukee at home, like I said, the Hornets have played extremely well versus the Bucks in recent memory. I like that. I like that matchup. I don't like the Miami one. I think that's a loss. Miami just owns us. But Milwaukee at home, I think that's winnable. And then New York on the road, I like it. I'll take my chances. And if you win three games in group stage, you're moving on. And then in the knockout rounds, you see what happens. I like the chances for the Hornets to move out of this. And here's the thing. It's going to be new for everybody, the new the in-season tournament. And I know there's been a lot of discussion. I love it. This is an additional opportunity and chance every single year for the Charlotte Hornets, a franchise who has not tasted the playoffs in seven seasons, who has never ever, Ever won a seven game playoff series ever? We've won multiple five game playoff series back when the format was five games in the first round. But for a franchise who has never won a seven game playoff series, has not been in the playoffs in seven years, has not won a playoff series of any sort since 02, the chance that you might bring meaningful basketball to the Queen City. I don't know why people wouldn't like this as far as being Charlotte Hornets fans. Charlotte Hornets fans should love this because for our guys, and I'm currently working on an article for Hornets lead on this, but playoff experience is massive. And for a team who has fallen short numerous times with – essentially the core that we have together currently on making the actual playoffs, getting absolutely trounced in the play in and not having that playoff experience. This could be a mechanism that is used in order to, I guess, sell the guys and be able to convince them that this is playoff atmosphere basketball. And, For other teams, like the Miami Heat, who have been in multiple Eastern Conference finals and NBA finals in recent years, Milwaukee Bucks, who just won an NBA championship, Uh, New York Knicks, who have been in the playoffs multiple times in the past few seasons. For teams like that, who have experienced those things, now, could that experience win out in games that mean a little bit more? Of course it could. All right? do the Milwaukee Bucks lock in and really play hard for an in-season tournament game? Maybe they do. Before a Charlotte Hornets team, a young Charlotte Hornets team who's scrappy, who's, you know, going to be in, you know, a semi-playoff series atmosphere, this could be the time where we see them ramp up and really, you know, exceed the opponent's energy level and desire, and so I like our prospects. This brings more meaningful basketball to Charlotte, to the Queen City. Playoff atmosphere, I love it. This could be something that is really good for our team, for our young guys uh, moving forward and possibly, hopefully, making that playoff push later on in the season. Maybe something that they can lean back on and draw back. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about this in a few months and be able to talk about how this could be a catalyst for a playoff run an actual playoff run and hopefully that you know that happens but i like our chances in our group actually i think it's a tough group you have three playoff teams from last season um i think that's tough but then even though where our team is currently I think that this is something where the Charlotte Hornets could advance. Miles Bridges comes back. Uh, his first game would be in game eleven of the season against the Milwaukee Bucks, which would be the third group stage game in the in season tournament. The Hornets would have already played the Wizards. They would have already played the Heat. So those two will be out. Hopefully at that point, they're at least one and one, if not two and oh. But then he comes back against the Bucs. I think that's where you can ramp up intensity. I think that's where you could, you know, he'll be excited to be back and, you know, trying to put all of the past year behind him at that point, 15 months behind him. And so I like this. I really like the in-season tournament. I'm a big soccer guy. And so it makes sense to me that in the middle of your regular season, you also have tournaments that happen just randomly and you go play in those in the midst of your season. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, maybe in future episodes, I got some guests lined up for you guys. I know it's been a while since Hive Hoops was here, had to get school started, had to get my wife up in school. She had a new classroom, all that kind of stuff. She's a teacher, had to get her set up right. Uh, had to get my kids in, do all those things. Had a lot of uh just back-to-school stuff to do, right? I'm finishing up my Master's degree right now. I had some classes I was in, doing some things. Uh, I'm in my final semester there. Praise. Praise. But that's behind us. It's Hornets. Got some great uh, guests lined up. Going to have Hornets content coming towards you for the remainder of August. Remember, August is hell, but I'm going to be here with you through it. Uh, September's coming. That'll it, It'll ramp up a little bit. It'll pick up a little bit. And then before you know it, we'll be here at the season, October 25th against the Hawks in the Hive. I hope to be there. I hope to be there with you guys. I'm excited about the season. I see the schedule release. I was thinking, man, we, we already know who we're playing. We'll see. But as soon as I saw it, I started seeing those dates. I started seeing the matchups. I'm like, oh, man, get me back to Hornets basketball. I need it. I need it in my life. I don't care if we're just winning 36 games. I don't care if we're just, uh, well, I mean, I do care. I want to win way more than that. But even so, I love this stuff. And I know you do too. That's why you're listening to this pod. That's why you're taking in Hornets content in the middle of August. Because you're like me. Demented. Demented for our Charlotte Hornets. That's, I mean, that's... That's all we can be at this point. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Hive Hoops. Until next time, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Be sure to check me out on Twitter, at HornetsLead, at Balta77, uh, at Hive Hoops, of course. Also on Instagram and threads now. Be sure to check us out across all socials. But until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops. Presented Presented by by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops.